Well, so we are going to get um, cracking on this. So, you know, as I said, I'm Cody Ford. Started the idol class back in 2011 and handed it over to Arkansas Arts and Fashion Forum at the end of last year, and Julia took over. And I'm really proud of what she did with our current fashion issue. If you haven't picked it up, you should totally grab one. I think one copy remains back there, so feel free to duke it out over that. We won't call the cops. Um, fight, and, fight, but, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but we'll just place bets, that's all. Uh, no, so there are still copies lingering around town. Uh, they go pretty quickly, so be sure to grab one. But I'm going to let Julia talk to you, because we have a very special guest here tonight. And, but I'm going to let Julia set that up by first telling us about the fashion issue that is out right now. Hello. So as Cody said, I'm Julia. Uh, I have been with the idol class since 2016 when I was still a student and I had seen the idol class and really wanted to be a part of it. But I was very uh, nervous about it because I was like, well, this publication's awesome. It's talking about the arts. This is exactly what I want to do with magazine writing and showcasing the arts. So I got in touch with Cody and he was like, yeah, let's let's do it now. I am the editor, which is really surreal because I just never expected that to happen. And with the first issue being the fashion issue, I thought that was a really great place to showcase what exactly the arts are and can be because not a lot of people think of fashion as an art form. Uh, I know I didn't, you know, when I saw the first fashion issue, I was like, whoa, this is really cool way because just thinking about fashion, you don't necessarily put it in the arts realm, at least if you're not involved in the art scene. So with a fashion issue, I wanted to have a little bit of design and art elements to it while also featuring Northwest Arkansas Fashion Week because that just happened last week. It was really amazing. Um, and the Arkansas Arts and Fashion Forum, which is our parent organization, is involved and completely runs NWAFW. So uh, I wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of that, but it could also feature the art of drag and makeup and shoemaking and designing. And that's why tonight we've brought Eric Jones, more commonly known in the arts and fashion world as Dr. Dapper, because he's a dapper looking guy. Um, I like to call him Doc Dap. Um, yeah. <laughs> In my dreams. Um, so Am I we're gonna. In the dreams? Uh, Am I there? You know, when I think about just like fashion and style and everything, I want to emulate, especially with go. being the editor of this <laughs> awesome magazine. I'm picturing myself in your shoes, man. Ooh, Literally and that's figuratively. If, if there was so. a better dressed man at Fashion Week last week, I didn't see him. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I, yeah. what, what are the magazine, the pictures of like the shoes and everything in this book right here? Oh, they're, oh, they're in here. That's here. parlor, actually. We'll they're they're in right here. I have oh, okay. a issue. I was show them so oh, yeah, see you, what the there, spread there looks you like. go. There's, There's the spread. So boom. Look at that personality <laughs> pick. We can't see it on the podcast, but if you pick up a copy, it's also uh, going to be digitally online here this week. So you can check him out. It's kind of a 3D looking photo. Bigger than shoes. That's the name of the article. So we're uh, going to ask him a few questions just about life, about your style, your work. Um, just we want to know a little bit about you. So, um, Cody, take it away. So, you know, I, I got to wonder, because, like, what you're doing here, I think, is brilliant. But everybody's got to start somewhere, just like I asked Emily a minute ago. How was it you got in shoes? How did you fall in love with footwear? So, uh, my kind of passion for fashion came from back in church. So, I grew up in church, uh, stepdad's a pastor, mom's first lady. Uh, you know, in the black church or Baptist churches, you know, dressing and the big hats and everything was a big deal. Uh, so, my mom tried to keep me in a nice little suit. 
stuff like that. So I really never wore anything outside of dress shoes. Uh, and it kind of stuck with me when I got to college. Uh, and then one of my teachers told me back in middle school, I used to draw draw shoes in her class, too. So it was, like, kind of crazy how that circled back around. Uh, but I read an article about a girl my junior year of college uh, that started a shoe company. And she didn't know anything about shoes. She just had connections and money uh, to get it started. And I was like, you know, I'm majoring in fashion. I know a couple people I can sketch and draw. So, you know, why not go for it and uh, try it out myself? And uh, my mom likes shoes a lot. So I guess the love for shoes kind of rubbed off on me. Uh, we couldn't really afford a lot of shoes, but you know, the love for shoes was there. So I just, you know, ended up designing some. And these were actually like the first pair I ever drew, uh, like straight off. <laughs> and I've never these like are the originals, right? Yeah, here so it's, it's pretty crazy how like the first shoe I ever like sketched ended up being the shoe that's like the staple, you know, piece of my business. So that's how I got into shoes and you know, kind of church background and just the style that we grew up with in church. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So with that, I mean, it sounds like it's a fairly new process and company that you've started just within the past few years. Um, so what are the challenges that you faced when starting your own company and how did you overcome them to be where you are now? Uh, big challenge was uh, the end of the end of uh, college, December. Well, before, I graduated December 2016, but, but before I graduated, uh, my mom ended up passing uh, a couple weeks before I graduated. So without her, you know, I wouldn't have my samples. I wouldn't have my first order of shoes. I wouldn't have like the motivation and inspiration to even be doing what I'm doing. Uh, so that was my first I guess, big obstacle I had to get over. And then prior to that, I lost my dad in 2013 and my grandma in 2010. So you know, losing a lot of people, and that's probably like the, that's, that's the, the heart of my story that I share to people to inspire a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, after my mom passed, I decided to go full-time into it because I felt like I lost everything that I had and I had nothing else to lose. Uh, so after the death, you know, obstacle, then I got my shoes late. So I went full-time entrepreneurship with no money, no connections, really, no nothing. So starting from, can you cuss on this podcast? Or? <laughs> I ain't have shit. So I started from shit. I started from shit. And I was like, all right, I ain't got nothing, but I got faith and hope, you know. So I just stuck with it. And um, the agent I got connected with ended up screwing me over. So like I said, the shoes came like three or four months late. Um, then I got the shoes. They were lower quality than what I wanted and what I asked for. Uh, then that agent, we lost connection. But then the factory ended up reaching out directly to me about that summer. But because the shoes were lower quality, I had to end up throwing away like 60 pairs of shoes by the time that summer came. So I was back to shit again. <laughs> and you really can't take shit and put a bow on it and make it look pretty. So, you know, it, it was pretty hard to get through that. Uh, and then also not having funding, you know, coming from a poor background, not having resources, uh, being black, you know, and not having the education that you need or just somebody to go to that looks like you, that understands your struggles of like your background. Because I grew up with rats and roaches, holes in the walls and stuff. You know, and getting to this point uh, is pretty is pretty huge. It's a blessing. It inspires a lot of people. You know, they come from those backgrounds. But yeah, I've, I've had to experience a lot of stuff. And those are only like a few things that I've experienced on the journey. But there's more. But I won't just sit and talk about my whole story. I only got like, what, 15 minutes? I can have a documentary. I just see a bridge version, though. You know? yeah. As real, real. That's the, yeah, that's grazing the surface of everything I've been through. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, too. It's in um, this article. And just uh, thank you for sharing the process of your journey and your story with us because it really is inspiring to everyone who either wants to get into entrepreneurship or even run a magazine or just do them and get through obstacles so thank you again because that your story really is inspiring and powerful yeah I'm, I'm very like transparent about that because you know we have two people on each side like entrepreneurship is here and then you have entrepreneurs then you have people that really want to be entrepreneurs and these people that really want to be entrepreneurs they go through so many things and they're like oh dang why am i experiencing this i must be like messing up it must not be for me and then you have entrepreneurs that see this beautiful image of entrepreneurship like it looks easy you know instagram is a highlight reel 
But then me, I come along like, oh, I went through this, 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 and this. And the people that are entrepreneurs are like, oh, shit, I can't deal with that. Like, that's not for me. So let me, like, ease away from that. Let me shy away. But the people that are actual entrepreneurs, they see it as like, oh, I'm not alone. You know, there's somebody else going through what I'm going through. I'm not on the wrong path. You know, let me continue to strive uh, with this idea that I have. So that's why I really do it, too. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, I can really, obviously, we didn't come from the exact same background by any means, but I, I, I appreciate, you know, I, I relate to what you're saying about the hustle and not giving up because, I mean, what a story that I usually tell people, like on our second issue, uh, I was, I got caught in a snowstorm. I was out trying to sell ads. I was up in Rogers. And I was just like, man, forget this. I'm just going to go home. I don't want to deal with this. And then I started to turn around, I pulled in the parking lot, and I stopped, and I was like, you know, we still need like $2,000 more to pull this off, and I got a few weeks. So... I put on some Jay-Z, I went back out, I walked oh. around downtown Rogers in the snow, you know, with dirt on your shoulders stuck in my head, and, you know, I only saw one ad that day, but I still did it, I didn't, I kept the grind going, so, and that's what you got to do, you know, I mean. You got to have a bigger purpose, like, if you have a bigger purpose and a why, and you connect that to your business or to what you're doing, you know, you'll, you'll become successful no matter what, because most people that fail, they don't fail because it's a bad idea, they just fail because they give up. And me, you know, I don't need a lot to, to keep moving forward. You know, I, I could not sell a shoe for a week, and then I could see a sale come in on Saturday, and I'm like, shit, let's go turn up. Like, I, I, I can keep pushing forward because there's still hope. There's still, like, somebody out there that wants to buy these shoes. You know, I, I have a – I had somebody cry <laughs> talking about my business to me and how great it is and how inspired I am. Uh, Black Alumni Weekend, like, last weekend. And that's, stuff like that just really keeps me going. You know, I don't have to sell a shoe. You know, I can – I can touch people, inspire people, motivate people, and uplift the community, and that can keep me going versus, like, because the shoes is just, it's bigger than the shoes. Like, that, like the article is bigger than shoes, you know. You don't, if I don't sell a shoe the rest of my life, you know, my purpose for what I'm doing is, like, a lot bigger than just, like, a pair of shoes, even though that means a lot when I see people wearing them and buying them, but. Yeah, absolutely. So moving forward um, with, and talking about moving forward and prospering, uh, we read in this article that you were going to be opening a storefront here in Northwest Arkansas, but now that's not happening because of some bigger news. So let's talk about that. What what happened and what's uh, where, where are you going? What's next for you? Yeah, so the, uh, the store is not, it wasn't going to be an LFLS store. It wasn't going to be a shoe store. It was going to be like a boutique separate from that that was going to carry like suits and um, hats, bags, socks, et cetera you know, ready to wear stuff at a cheaper price point because right now we have a lot of, like, expensive things. So Hubbard's and, you know, Walker Brother, Denim and Essentials, they're all very expensive, but we don't have anything, you know, for uh, the younger, you know, gentlemen like myself, millennial. you know, millennial that wants to go out and shop that just graduated college and can't afford to pay $1,000 for a suit. So that's what it was going to be. Uh, and we had an investor, uh, one of my partners, uh, uncle, was actually going to, he's rich, wealthy. Shout out to him. <laughs> but uh, he was going to invest. And we pitched to him, and he was like, oh, he came back and told us, he was like, I, I, this is not something I would invest in because, you know, I don't see it going, you know, further, being global. And he was like, well, why isn't it named LFLS? Why don't you have, like, your business connected to it? And I told him why, you know, because I wanted my two partners to feel like, you know, they had, they put so much into it with me. I didn't want to make it like, oh, this is mine, like, LFLS, you know, this is all me. I didn't want to be in the spotlight for that. Uh, he wanted, And then he ended up wanting to invest in the shoe company. But he wanted too much percentage of that of my business, and this is my baby. I put blood. I put, yeah. <laughs> 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 I put. I guess my blood, sweat, and tears is in this. You know, my life is in it, and uh, he he understands that because his business was his was his baby before he sold it, and you know he didn't you know have any ownership given up. So that's kind of where the boutique went away is when you know he wanted to invest in my shoe company. And I was debating with my partners uh, from the boutique if they want to, like, come and just be a part of the shoe business or whatever. And then, you know, I'm just like, 
I can just keep pushing what I got now and just, you know, make the best of it and do more with less like I've been doing. And he believed in that too. Uh, but, and then soon after that, got motivated again to, to go to LA. So, I mean, I'm, I'll be moving to LA um, this summer. Dang. And what, Dang. what are you going to be doing Peace. in LA? NWA. Yeah. <laughs> NWA to LA. Yeah, so I'm moving to LA. Uh, actually, uh, one of my friends is a motivational speaker out there. He's a celebrity out in LA. He, he gave me the rest of the motivation to just move. Because he was asking me why am I um, staying here? Like, do I have family here or what's holding me back? <clears throat> and I was like, rent cheap. You know, it's a decent place. Uh, I got food stamps because <laughs> I can't really afford to just go out and eat everywhere. Entrepreneurship is tough. Uh, and I was like, I got connections here. And he was like, well, are you going to, like, sacrifice your, your, your destiny and your sanity to, uh, for, some, for cheap rent and for food stamps or whatever? You know, it kind of, like, just that text alone made me, like, made me think, like, am I going to really, like, sacrifice you know, or just not go get what's out there for me or what's destined for me just because, like, a cheaper rent. <clears throat> so we talked for, like, three hours, you know, and, and that and that really just gave me the rest of the motivation I needed because I thought about doing it my first year, full-time entrepreneurship, because nothing, nothing was moving here <laughs> my first year at all. It was real tough. Uh, but, you know, timing is everything, and I've built a solid foundation now. So I'll be out there connecting, hitting events, you know, red carpet events, celebrities, photo shoots, Networking, like everything that I do here right now, I bust my ass for. Uh, when I go out there, it'll be, it'll be 20 times more impactful, you know, for my brand, for me as an individual, and anything like that. So I'm definitely excited about it. And <clears throat> the connections I have out there is about to be like crazy. So, yeah, dude. Definitely everything. Like, oh, Arkansas, where's that? I'm like, oh, it's right here. Like, that's where I'm from, born and raised. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this. yeah, check out all yeah. the class. Yeah, <laughs> bring us out now. there. Yeah. yeah. So when you do go to L.A., um, is there anything, like, is there a staple in northwest Arkansas that you're going to miss? Are you going to be in L.A. with, you know, all the cuisine in L.A. and California seafood and be like, oh, I miss ham and trees? I don't like seafood too much, really. <laughs> you're going to go to California and not like seafood. It's going to be so good, though. It's whatever. I just eat whatever. Okay, uh, that's true. But things I'll miss in northwest Arkansas, I'll miss people more than anything. Like, I, I don't really have, like, a, a restaurant or a space that I go to that I miss a lot. I just miss people because I got a few people that are like my brothers, like Garrett. He's like a brother to me. Brandon, like a brother. I got a friend back there. Jess is like, she, we're cool. So it's just, it's just people. It's just people. This dog. I miss this dog. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. There, there is literally a dog here. For our we got a dog. We got we to gotta put a picture of it on, on Instagram. <laughs> Famous it's dog. adorable. Famous dog. But yeah, uh, I just miss people because that's that's what really keeps me in Arkansas. Just the people that I know and the you know the connections that I make. Because uh, there are great people here, people that care about diversity and just inclusion and just me. Like I don't know, people like me want being great, you know. So it's a dope place. Yeah. <laughs> I won't miss too much though, but I'll be back. <laughs> I'll visit every every couple of years. I might that's FaceTime fine. in. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Don't make me cry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I got to... What, what, one... <laughs> Are we editing this? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, so I do have uh, one final question. If we want to keep up with your journey, how do we do that? Yeah, so uh, my social... Well, other than FaceTiming, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> So, uh, We're going to have to get him a little dog turd after. Uh, do, uh, dog turd, dog uh, line of uh, shoes. I'll tell him now. I'll tell him. So <laughs> I told her earlier, 
Uh, so my shoes, the company was like father, like son. And the, the purpose for that was to have the same shoes for the father and the son, dress shoes. Then I introduced women's shoes. So I wanted to have the same, you know, shoes for the mother and the daughter. And then I made it a whole family deal. <laughs> you know what's coming. <laughs> so I want to introduce dog shoes, too. <laughs> like dog dress shoes. You got to name it Doctor. Doctor Dapper. You really got something. I'm going to buy a dog just to name, <laughs> just to introduce dog shoes. I don't even really like dogs that much. <laughs> I think it'll be a hit, particularly in L.A. <laughs> we're, we're all behind you. With his his name's going to be Dapper Pup. <laughs> Dapper Pup, I like it. I like it a lot. But, yeah, if you want to keep up with me, uh, my social media, my Instagram is uh, the Dr. Dapper, and my company Instagram is LFLSUs. Uh, same on Facebook. You can find me on any platform. You can Google me and uh, find my story and stuff and be inspired, motivated. Uh, but, yeah, that's how you keep up with me. And the website is www.lflsshoes.com. All right, Dr. Dapper, thank you so much for coming out. Doc Dapp. Thank you Doc for inspiring Dapp. us Doc to dress Dapp, better. Man. We love what you do. Good luck in L.A. Appreciate it. So before uh, we transition over to Parlor, there was, uh, you know, I'm looking around in here. It's, it's really interesting just being here and kind of doing this for so long and seeing you get to know so many faces. And it's exciting tonight to look around and see, like, you know, uh, see, we've got two, three, I guess Rodeo Book Club's been in the idol class too. I'm seeing, like, multiple people that have been in the idol class here that, you know, some who have written for us, some who have edited issues like Samantha and, and the person I'm about to get to, our new Susanna, our new co-publisher, and... Uh, Susanna Shrekis. I pronounced it right, right? I've never actually heard you say it. I just read it, and I think... Shrek Heist. Shrek Heist. Shrek Heist. Dylan, edit that part. Make me sound okay. smart. Reintroduce this. I'm going to redo this. Redo this. We have a special guest here tonight, Susanna Shrek Heist, who is our new co-publisher, and her extremely adorable dog, whose name I didn't get earlier, because I was just... What's that? Lulu. Lulu. I was too busy giving Lulu all the lovin's and the scratchings. The new representative for Dapper Pup, right? Yeah, that is the face of Dapper Pup Dapper right Pup there. Dapper Pup right there. So, yeah, we are very proud that Lulu made it out along with you tonight. And we look forward to working with you <laughs> coming up on these future issues. So, I guess what we've got to do next is, you know, I mentioned that um, Samantha had edited uh, our visual arts issue in 2018, did a fantastic job. I was really excited. We stayed up real late at Hertz Donut one night. I mean, probably we were up there at like 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah, and you had to go to work the next morning. Yeah. Hey, well, it's, we had to do what we had to do it's to make it right. It's all part of the process. Uh, but uh, I hope you don't treat Dana as badly as I treat you. <laughs> or I treated you. Uh, and then we have the other half of Parlor, who is uh, Dana, who has designed this current issues, and I think both of these publications are gorgeous, and we're very happy to have worked with both of you, and we want y'all to come up and do your thing. Hey, um, so I know a lot of you, but my name is Samantha, uh, and uh, I started this little idea that then became this thing, um, which is Parlor. There's copies in the corner over there, and um, 
like a lot of things that I tend to start, it usually happens with a friend at a bar, and then I convince them to do things for me. That's how that, <laughs> that's how that one happened, too. On her birthday, nonetheless. I really owe her. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the same way with Dana and a lot of Marianne, too, probably. It's just like, hey, I have this great idea. Let's get together and talk about it. And I think just, um, you know, uh, Dana, like how... How did we kind of start this? Because it was last summer, I remember, or last yeah, spring. It was summer. almost a year ago. Yeah, about a year. Yeah, because we were working on a Stage 18 show together. And for um, uh, AWE, which is the project you're working on, um, that used to do artist billboards. And so we were thinking about that. And I was like, I have this idea. Uh, are you in? And then she's in because she, she did the graphic design for all of this. And it's so beautiful. Um, and I do want to say the idea of this... Um, I wanted it to start as a physical publication so that there is a thing that you can look at. But what I also really wanted to do um, and, and what we're still working on is um, doing it as a website as well. So I want more voices involved, um, more people writing about what they're seeing in the community. Um, this really came out of a, uh, a another one of my idea generators are, is my long drive from Bentonville to Fayetteville. So this really came out of that too. And I was driving and I was just like, we always talk about how there's not really critique about what's going on in Northwest Arkansas. What is our art scene like? Um, even this lovely moment that we have this, uh, uh, you know, someone that is a shoe designer and someone that's a librarian and we're up here talking about it. Like, it's cool, you know? So um, just thinking about that and how that all plays together. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. So like, I'm just gonna do it. And then by the time I went home, I was like really excited. And I was like, told my partner, I'm just gonna do this thing. I have this idea and then, now this is what it is. And so, and also just sort of the name comes out of uh, that idea of us sitting in a space and it's kind of home, right? And we can have those discussions and um, feel comfortable to all have those discussions. And so um, it's a way to sort of force myself and my own thoughts out there as well, but then also just everybody because I'm just so in awe of what Northwest Arkansans can do or Arkansas depending. Um, so yeah, um, so Marianne. Um, wrote for this issue, and she, uh, we, when we were thinking about what to put at the very end, what is our last article? It's really, it sort of is a call to action, or not, maybe. Um, but I love that it sort of ended with, with this, you know, um, this article, which I do want to talk to you about. So, so what made you write this? What is this about? Hello. Um. <laughs> You have to hold it, but it doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, um, so I'm, I'm kind of new to Northwest Arkansas. I moved here about a year and a half ago. Um, and um, I'm a librarian and a professor at the University of Arkansas. And um, I really did not know what to expect moving to Arkansas. Um, I didn't have a lot of idea of what it would be like here. Um, so there's that. <laughs> Um, not really. I mean, I had visited for my interview, but it was dark, and there's, I just remember <laughs> driving through Cave Springs at night, which is, like, an experience. <laughs> um, You're like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, like, very confused. Um, but, uh, so, really, I, I wanted to support you, Samantha, as my friend, and I had a Word document open on my computer that actually was my homepage for about a month um, with the expectation that I would write about coming to Northwest Arkansas and what that experience felt like for me. And 
I found that I just kept scrolling through Reddit and Twitter and not writing anything for my good friend Sam. And you guys have never done that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Social media. Um, and I'm a librarian, so a big part of my life is thinking about how to find information and how people navigate information. And um, and then Sam was like, hey, the deadline for Parlor passed, but do you still want to submit something? And I was... not just you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I think this is something common and... I wrote this in 2018, um, but I think it's still relevant. Um, but the, uh, the concept of an information diet. So um, if we think about information in terms of food, um, I realized that I was eating a lot of junk. And um, I had a giant stack of books on my desk that I'd been trying to read all summer. And, you know, this thing that I was trying to write for my friend. And I wasn't really accomplishing any of them, but I knew all about Cardi B throwing her shoe at Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and I knew like about the secret pregnancies of all the Kardashians. And like, I was like, I'm not even actively looking out for this information, but somehow I'm still like absorbing it. And I, I kind of decided and, and wrote about this in my piece in Parlor um, that I really want to be more conscious about the information that I'm consuming. Um, and then to kind of tie it back to Northwest Arkansas in particular, this past summer I was researching the Back to the Land movement. Um, so in the 60s and 70s, land was really, really cheap here, and it drew a lot of kind of idealistic 20-something um, hippies, um, mostly from California, but from all over the United States. Um, and they bought really cheap land here in Northwest Arkansas and tried to start communes. Um, some of them were somewhat successful. Some of them kind of still exist. Some of them were big failures. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot were really big failures. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I was kind of reading through documents about these 20-somethings um, these who were, you know, had been protesting Vietnam and were really fed up with kind of this consumerist... Um, way of living the American dream, and I it really resonated with me as I thought about how much time I'm I'm wasting online, and you know, really thinking about um, how I want to interact with the world. Um, but then I also felt kind of sad that you know somebody was having these feelings like forty to fifty years ago, and maybe things haven't changed that much. But anyway, on that note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what my piece is about in Parlor. I kind of knit these two ideas together, um, and yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for writing for us, and I hope you continue to do that. Um, <laughs> and also, I do as a as a side note to the back to lander thing. Is this is this a reason that you got chickens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the way and just got chickens. So yes. <laughs> So, yeah, one of the um, things that I really love about Fayetteville is kind of, it's like uh, semi and unironically agricultural. So, um, like, the farmer's market is a pretty big event here in Fayetteville. Um, and also, you're allowed to have four chickens in your yard, just no roosters. <laughs> so, um, I just got chickens this year. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to some fresh eggs. 
Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, nice. Dana. Oh, I'll take some of those, please. <laughs> Dana, go for it. So, what is your favorite Northwest Arkansas staple, and what is a staple of Northwest Arkansas to you? Um, that's a really good question. Okay, so I think my my one of my most favorite things about Northwest Arkansas is the Bloody Mary at Farmer's Table. Oh, that's a good one. And I say this, it's made with a, um, a locally made um, Bloody Mary mix, I think from Ozark, Ozark Herbal Creations, and okay. it is really good. Um, I, yeah, highly recommend that. <laughs> Sponsored by but Bloody Mary, is that? <laughs> but it's definitely one of my favorite spots. And it kind of... Um, that sort of exemplifies a little bit about what I really like about Fayetteville is it's very unpretentious. Um, and I mean, if you've ever been to Farmer's Table, it it feels like you're eating in your auntie's living room or something. Um, and I just, I found that Fayetteville has like a, a certain kind of modest charm to it that um, I really appreciate and I, I wasn't expecting and I've, I've really come to kind of enjoy. I'm a big fan nice. of businesses and houses too. Like, like farmer's table and then like there's the walker stone gallery like parlor comes from i'm just really interested in give me a business in a house and i'm there so i get it yeah i mean also like in a way yeah. this little shack just exists for that reason too yeah. it's like this is our you know this is a place backspace was created as a place for this kind of conversation as well so i'm just really happy that we're doing this here um, so continuing with this conversation about Northwest Arkansas, because I think what's so great about you um, is that you came in wanting to do everything. You know, you're just like, I'm here, and you were, you were everywhere, which is, <laughs> which is great. Um, and um, you were really, that's why I really wanted you to write for this, because you're so um, thoughtful about where you are. Um, and so I think just thinking about a little more of those things, like some of the things that um, I'm off script a little bit, but some of the things that like uh, you've done at your house, like trampoline halls, like <laughs> just the, the kind of like talk about sort of how you got invested in this in this spot once you got here and didn't know anybody and knew nothing, and then how did you sort of get into this? How are you here at this shed right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's funny that you say that because um, I met all my friends through Backspace. <laughs> So, yeah, um, as most of us, yeah, maybe. and the liquor store. It's <laughs> um, a good back and forth there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I have, um, yeah, when I got here, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was here in the summer, so all the students had gone home. And you came on July fourth, didn't you? I, I did. Yeah. yeah, my first, my first day yeah. in America was uh, July fourth, two thousand seventeen, in Northwest Arkansas. In Northwest Arkansas, <laughs> I went to the symphony with my landlord. <laughs> Just a different story for another day. Um, we had a very different event at Dana's house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I, um, how did I start making friends? Well, I started going to Backspace stuff because um, I had, somebody that I work with had told me that there was a lot of cool stuff happening at Backspace. And um, I used to live right around the corner. And um, I mean, that's how I met you, Sam. And um, you, being the community connector, introduced me to most of my friends. Um, That's what she does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm also connected to the university, which, like, uh, another thing that's kind of 
the best, but maybe also the worst thing about Fayetteville is that it, it, it social life really revolves around the university to some degree. Um, for me, that was really awesome because I've met a lot of smart, brilliant people, um, you know, through my job, but I've also met a lot of people, you know, outside of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, Cynthia Post-Hunt has also been somebody who kind of introduced me around, super involved. She did the same thing that you did, where it was just like, suddenly she was here, and then she was just everywhere. Because <laughs> I, I, like, I, I think I did probably the same thing as I like gave her a list of where to go, and then she was just there. Like, all of the, you know, it'd be like, oh, these are all the events that I know of, and then I would come, and then there she was, and couldn't get rid of her, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we love that. Yeah, that was another thing that I kind of liked about Fayetteville, is like, the art scene is um, pretty accessible. Um, I mean, I'm a librarian, so obviously I know how to research, but it was it was pretty easy for me to find out when stuff was happening and where it was happening, and most things happen within about a two-block radius of Dixon Street. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it wasn't too, too hard to find out about stuff pretty quickly. Um, yeah, and then you kind of mentioned the trampoline halls. Um, yeah, that's I, really interesting. This yeah. is a thing that we should do more of. Really so, interesting. Yeah, so the trampoline hall was, um, it's actually a party format from Toronto, where um, I lived before moving here, um, where I invited people to give, um, you know, five to ten minute lectures on something that they are interested in but not an expert in. So, um, you know... We got all sorts of weird, oddball topics. Cheerleading was Cheerleading. This guy um, was very cheerful about cheerleading. I learned so much. <laughs> I was like, this is a sport. Like, it was, it was great. Yeah, so you get, you get to learn a little bit and kind of be a master of none. It was awesome. Yeah, so. it's a, it was a good format um, for me getting to know Fayetteville because um, I could invite people that I didn't know super well and... Um, and other people that, you know, didn't really know each other, but they all had something to talk about. Um, and then, you know, it didn't didn't hurt to have some Boda boxes <laughs> open and, you know, have things Get flowing. Get the conversation flowing a yeah, little bit. So yeah, so yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then uh, sort of, you talked a little bit about the University of Arkansas and what you do in libraries, but like, what do you do in libraries? You know, like what what is it? Like this is why I wanted I wanted you to sort of discuss this too because you're very passionate in the community and there's still this old stereotype of this is a, especially now that like this is a place that you know people might not go or like what gets you excited about what you can do in your field? Um, so the University of Arkansas has had uh, a pretty big push um, in supporting the School of Art in particular. So, I mean, that's kind of why I came here because I was really excited about the, ment the momentum that's building up around art. And I mean, I think we, I can kind of thank Alice Walton for that, but um, it was also really exciting to me to be a part of a, um, you know, a university, but also a greater community that is really, really supportive of their artists. Um, and I also really appreciated kind of the humility that happens here in Fayetteville. And I kind of, I refer to Fayetteville as like a Sally Fields town. It's like, do you like me? Do you really, really like me? And I, I kind of always like saying yes, because um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that people have this, again, a really honest um, modesty and humility and um, a really awesome DIY ethos 
of which Sam is a prime example. Um, that, you know, I, I haven't quite interacted in the same way in other places that I've lived that I think is somewhat pretty unique to, to Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it alive here. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hit yeah. with the last one? <laughs> hit her with the last just one. Just kind of with everything that you discussed and all your amp about Fayetteville what are your you know concerns about this area what are we lacking what are your insights and kind of tying into like what you wrote about in parlor you know what what has your viewpoint changed and like what you wrote and just like digestion with all the information and yeah um well uh we were talking earlier we should all blend our phones get rid of your smartphone blend them up switch to a flip phone um (laughs) I mean, I I don't know what the realistic solution to um, constantly bloating your mind with information is. Um, I know even being really conscious about it since I wrote that piece, um, it's still really difficult for me to do. Um, So, I mean, I'll kind of leave that up to the reader to decide what the best course of action is. Um, In terms of Fayetteville, the thing that I'm most concerned about is the lack of affordable housing. Amen. Right. (laughs) Um, Thank you. (laughs) And I think a lot of the charm and kind of the best part about Fayetteville is that, um, you know, it's relatively inexpensive to live here. And so, um, you know, in terms of artists, they can afford studio spaces. And, um, you know, just in terms of like regular human beings, you can Mm -hmm. afford a house or afford to rent. And, um, you know, that's changing pretty drastically and very quickly here. Um, and I'm pretty concerned about that. I think, um, the rate of development is, is not being, um, critically thought about to the extent that I, I would like to see that being done. Although Lionel Jordan doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but you know, there's, yeah, there's, I don't know if he shared this on Facebook though. So, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) um, but yeah, much, much like, you know, the way that I encourage people to kind of really thoughtfully engage with what they're reading. I would, I would also want Fayetteville as a city, as a community or whatever to think really thoughtfully about where it's expanding. Mm -hmm. Um, and who, who's, this city being designed for, I think is a, an important question that, um, you know, I'm not the only one to bring that, that up. I think that there's, um, artist yeah. laboratory theaters doing a lot of they programming did. on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's also, yeah. I mean, that's why we're here in this space right now too. And we have some wonderful people that have spaces in Trailside as well. And so, um, that's, that, that's only, it's not only affordable housing, but like spaces like this are really, endangered in yeah. a lot of ways um, in in Fayetteville in a way that like I don't remember them being when I was younger like they were always DIY spaces and like downtown was just kind of like there were these little shacks that you know you could walk in and who knew what was going on and there's like this is where um, the creative moment is and you know what's really interesting I went to this like curatorial convening so I was there with like 11 contemporary art curators from around the world and they were talking about like um, about art today but then they said you know what like I was the only person that was local um, or that that knew about Northwest Arkansas really and they were like I want to talk to you because this is where all of the all of the the best art and the most experimental 
art takes place in like an artist run space um, or you know a, a space like this like that so they were telling these like you know big curators to pretty much come come down with the people you know um, but, but uh, yeah so it was, it was I think that is something that is really important to bring up and very present in the fact that we are here right now doing this so thank you for that um, so thank you, Marianne. So yes, Marianne, thank Williams. you. And we're gonna have Emily do a do a thing, and then uh, we're gonna come up and have a small discussion. Okay. Well, um, Julia, one of us. Yeah, I, I, I can get this going. So I've got a I've got this time to the minute, guys. Just like <laughs> you, you, know. you do. This is a very very specific, very thorough. I was just kind of lost at how warm I feel in this windbreaker. Yeah, it's, I'm uh, it's a little chilly. It's honestly warmer than a denim jacket. I'm very impressed. <laughs> um, actually, it does look like this is uh, Julia starting yeah. that off, reading uh, the script. So, as Samantha said, we're starting a little panel discussion. We're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, and then we're going to talk to each other. That's how panel discussion works. Uh, so, I, like I said earlier, I've been involved with the idol class since 2016, which it's wild that that was already three years ago. It's kind of blowing my mind because time is weird. Um, so I've, before I got involved with the idol class, of course, I was in school. I came here for school in uh, 2013, and I've been here ever since I graduated college in 2017, and I just really like the area. I love how Northwest Arkansas is growing, and I love Fayetteville. Um, really, the main reason why I'm here is because uh, I just love the people, and I'm involved with improv comedy, which is really weird in a, in the best way that all of my worlds have kind of fused tonight with starting the show with Rodeo Book Club. I've written about Rodeo Book Club in Parlor. I wrote about women in comedy and how I kind of found myself with improv and was able to let loose and just be myself and find my best self just by being goofy and not having to take myself so seriously. And now I'm here with the idol class. So it's just all of these really amazing involvements that I have uh, has kind of kept me in Northwest Arkansas. So yeah, I, I thank you, Cody, for letting me join the idol class team You're and then welcome. letting me uh, push you off the cliff like Scar and and Mufasa. It was great. You did. Wow. I, I, I didn't know it was that dramatic. <laughs> no, it's it wasn't. Not. It was a rough transition. It we'll just say that. It's, it wasn't. It was He's like Simba, though. Now I'm worried about you. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm a little, Simba. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, sort of along that, um, thinking about why we're here, why we're doing what we do, why, Cody, why did you do what you do? What is, wh why did you start the idol class? I'm a masochist. <laughs> I think oh that's my why God. we're all here. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, no, I, just to give you the real reason. Like, um, you know, I lived in Central Arkansas for a long time, moved up here, lived here for a long time, and none of my friends knew each other. And I'd had all these creative friends, and I had also done a publication as soon as I got out of uh, college. I did one for Conway. It was called mm. The Libertine. I slid that under. They didn't know what it meant. <laughs> all right, cool. I did uh, not know that, that yeah, you did I, another one before. I, I did right. it for a few years, and a friend of mine took it over, and he ran it for a couple of years. But then I came up here, I always had that itch, and I wanted to scratch it. And uh, I finally got the guts to do it in, like, 2011, started a blog, website a year later. And, but I didn't think I was going to do print. It still seemed pretty far-fetched. And uh, someone from 3W Magazine, I was trying to get their ad rates because I was doing some, like, brand development work for someone. 
and uh, we were looking at putting together an ad proposal package. And so I hit them up, and I guess the, one of their editor had seen the idle class, and she was like, oh, you're not using these to start a print version of the idle class, are you? And I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I got some inspiration from that. But I really wasn't at that point in time. But yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it, like, I love it. It's always been a pain in the ass, but I love it too, you know? And, and so it's, it's, your kid. it's That's tough, what it's supposed you know? To do. It's, because right. it's different, like, you guys are doing smaller <laughs> runs and everything, but I always had to sell ads because I had right. to get it out across the state, and that added right. a whole other level of... Honestly, I, I really appreciate your hustle, but one of the reasons that I am sort of in the D DIY situation of that is, like, I don't know, I don't... I don't want to have that. So like, I, just, I don't I just, blame you at all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, yeah. And also, also because this, this scene is so small and what I really wanted to do was have an open space for people to talk about things. And so, you know, if you're worried about like a, a restaurant review or something and then worried that you don't get that ad, like I wanted it not to have any of that, but, but our publications and our, and our ideas are different. Um, and that's automatically what we, we talked about, you know, because what you're doing is more, is a features magazine. Like it's not, it's not yeah. like a critical publication in that way. So I think, you know, that all makes sense. And, and yeah. honestly, when I first heard you were doing this, I told you this, I was like, is Samantha ripping off the idol class? <laughs> what is this? And then once you and I met up, I think it was at the release for this, because I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt, and you did such a good Thanks. job <laughs> on that artist <laughs> issue. You did a fantastic job on that, so I was like, I get why she'd want to do this. And then you We had a two me. in the morning at a Hertz Donut situation. We're, we're, we're buddies we're, now. Yeah, we're, 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 fine. Like, we're like blood yeah. at this point. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, once you explained to me, I was like, yeah, I get it, because I have always avoided doing reviews mm -hmm. pretty much just because... I have to fund that, and I'm not a larger media publication who can right. get away with it. Right, and actually, I think that's why um, it was it was doing last year at this time. It was doing that um, that issue with you, which it was really good, and I, it was great because there was there was so much to it, and I wanted I was really ambitious about trying to get everything together. But like there was, I was like, you know, what? Here's something we don't have is this like you know uh, sort of moment for us to to have those kind of honest conversations, and whatever that takes, whether it's a discussion like this, whether it's publication, whether it's it's a website. That's all a thing that we can be talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's great is because the idol class, our big thing is celebrating and showcasing the arts. And Parlor is also doing that. But there is that critique element that we do need because we just want to showcase it all. And by having these two publications in um, definitely the, I guess, just the region where there's so many advertising magazines and so many publications that are just straight up advertising that people pay for it's really great that we can in our own ways celebrate the arts while also having that critique element and you know showcasing so and there's so much that like that you guys both know about about people and artists from doing the idol class and having like you you know much more than I do about the plethora of people to get to um, discuss things with, which is really cool. And you've done things like, I mean, I did a, a thing on a video game designer. I did a thing on a graphic designer. I'm just sort of thrown around where I can just write and learn from people. And that's what's really great about yours is it, it does have that positive, like, thing about it that's, you know, anyone can pick this up and say, oh, there is a vibrant scene in Arkansas with the arts. And, and you showcase people like Backspace, you know, you showcase the people that are doing the work, which is really great, too. My turn. It's your turn. Okay. So. <laughs> I guess. I mean, whatever. Well, one of the things that Ju uh, Julie and I decided to do when you put out that first test run of Parlor was we said, uh, we're going to steal your designer. 
And, and you did. We did. Well, we did. Up did. We did. I See, I didn't even rip like, off the idol class, and you no. ripped off my. We, we, we texted each other the same we night. Other, we're like, like, we got to get Dana. Really, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. really cool girl. She's really nice, and she's really into graphic design, and I'm so inspired, and I want to try to talk to her about the idol class, which I did, and now we're friends. We and you matched <laughs> the table of contents to my lipstick, and I was like, that's so, <laughs> that's so like what? intimate really? that I yeah. feel like Sounds we're adorable. on the. Rest. She yes. did. It's beautiful, mm. um, and is it that's the like. You're wearing right now? It is not. This is um, mm. this is my notorious RBG lipstick oh, from nice. Lip Slut, and <laughs> I highly stable. recommend them. Okay. I also yes. have a fuck Trump shade of red. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a uh, pretty. Not great. a shade of orange. <laughs> it's no, it's not. Um, it is uh -huh. a shade of fire red, and that was the lipstick I was wearing uh, in nice. in this picture. But yeah. yeah, it was like such an intimate thing, and that's like above and beyond anything I could have hoped for when I just texted Cody that night. I was like, Dana's so cool. I want to work <laughs> with her and be your friend. So, yeah. She is cool. I like yeah. her, too. Thanks, Sorry. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can share, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, after all of that praise, Dana, let's yes, thanks, move great. on to you yeah. uh, for a second. So, I mean, yeah, you... Well, let's get a little bit of background, and then I want to talk about your different approaches to these two. But yeah, okay. how did you... What made you want to be a designer? Were you like an artist when you were a kid, sketching things with crayons? Like, how did this come about? Yeah, well, so I guess it kind of started when I was a kid. Um, graphic design kind of is grounded in problem solving. Um, and I was obsessed with drawing sketches of homes and houses and things like that. But when it really came about, honestly, was um, I was in school. I was a part of yearbook. And when it came down to senior year of, hey, what do you want to do? You're moving to your college career. You're gonna, what do you want to major in? And I really sat down. I was like, well, what do I like about school? I suck at math. I can't write. And, uh, but I can visually storytell. And I talked to my teacher in high school. And she was like, well, you know, have you heard of graphic design? Um, and I dove into that my freshman year of college. And I never looked back. And I've done it ever since. I never changed my major. So here I am. Look yeah. at you. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> there I am. So, like, during the day, you're doing more commercial work for uh, vendors and things like that, right? That's kind of your day job, being a creative director? Yeah, so yeah. creative director for a simple machine um, and graphic designer. But we do all things from, like, corporate to small mom-and-pop shops. Um, about that Bentonville Fayetteville life. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we get that drive back and forth all the mm -hmm. time. Sometimes the, what's good is like we have our like meetings, meeting points in Fayetteville, and then sometimes we're just like, let's go to Onyx. We, we we run mm -hmm. it. We run NWA over there with our yeah. back and forth, yeah, back and do. forth everywhere. Well, yeah. Well, so that from going to that to mag to a magazine, mm -hmm. and then to two different type of magazines, and not making them look the same. It, yeah. How does does your mind? Do, I mean, does it all kind of blend together for you creatively, or do you have to kind of, like, do a hard switch of, like, okay, I'm just thinking about out magazines now. Like, I don't know. How, how does it work for you, the process? Of well, the process, really, for me, too, like, so, like, working in digital marketing um, and having constraints with clients and, like, certain things like that, um, you know, you're really, like, narrowed into certain design elements and kind of creating certain things for certain people certain ways. So... Parlor saying that so politely. <laughs> I know. They f don't force me to do what they want. Um, with Parlor and, like, Idol Class, I really have more, like, creative freedom. So it was kind of really nice to be asked by Samantha and by you all just to, all right, we have these beautiful stories, these beautiful images, and what it really came down to and making them kind of separate. Um, 
was problem solving and how, how am I going to take like 20 images and what speaks most to the article written to make it speak its, its best self, you know? Um, so, and the difference between the two, you know, I branded Parlor uh, when we when we met too, so you know. Yeah. So that so that, that, that P, P is all her. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is a good looking P. That, that P is me. You have the that best P. That P is me. It's such a P. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, and actually, I do just want to brag mm-hmm. on you again for just a second. But like, um, we had this conversation, and I remember we were at Vault, and I got up and I was like, we we're like, like this V, but like a P, and like we were, we were all in it for a minute, all and then it. like, um, and then you mm-hmm. came back to me when we were in one of our meetings in Bentonville. But I remember mm-hmm. you showed me this whole like branding package with the pages, and you're like, you were first like scared. You're like, oh my gosh, is this gonna be okay? I'm like, I keep having to tell you like, I'm not the client. You know, like this is my, <laughs> this is this is my partner in this, and so mm-hmm. like. Um, from the get-go, you know, this was an idea that I had, but it was something that you instantly understood and jumped onto. And I was talking about all the different voices, and you took that and made the um, made that uh, the P with all the colors, and then the the bubble coming out, and yeah. You, yeah so it, it really came up so organically. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. P. And it was Thank over you. just drinks and like hanging out mm-hmm. at the vault and getting together. And as you spoke about it, it was just like instantly in my mind, just like a strong in the conversation mm-hmm. bubble and then all the all the colors of people coming together mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all our vibrancy yeah speaking of colors that was something yeah. that was so amazing uh with the fashion issue being my first issue i wanted to make sure that it was it popped and it was really a celebration of the arts like the idol class has been but i when we met i was like i really want it to be colorful i want it to blend and bleed and be this actual showcase of colors and somehow like even our ads were all color coordinated so it was just a beautiful publication the whole because I am a writer by nature so for me I was stressed out and anxious about it because I don't understand how graphic design works or anything and I can draw it and be like, this is what I want and these are the colors I like. But for me, I was like, how is she going to do this? And I just had to trust the process because this is your passion and your profession and everything just magical about it to me was showcasing these pages because I had seen the work put into Parlor and was wowed because that was something you guys created together. And with the idol class, it's different because we already had the logo, we already had the ads, we had the stories. It was just a matter of making it look really beautiful. And it just like exceeded my expectations like going back to the lipstick thing when she was like yeah I just paired those together I was like that's a, that's just such a nice thing thanks you know where that that was just unexpected you and you always rock well, the lipstick you know thanks you yeah, know it's represent it. a little personal yeah, yeah it was more personal it. than anything because even if it's just me and now anyone that listens to this and everyone that's here that's like oh my god that's a shade of her lipstick color it might it doesn't necessarily mean anything to people who are looking at it they're like oh that that pops that's nice it goes well with a fashion week ad underneath but for me I was like this was such an intimate and just beautiful way to enter the magazine publication scene and seeing the work that was it's such a different design so that's what's really cool about it's like whoa you you did this this is your wow this is cool you know so you know, on, on that note, um, and first of all, I think y'all did a fantastic job. I probably said that Thank twice you. already. Said it a third that. time. <laughs> uh, but no, I was really impressed whenever I looked at it. So I had to do the layout for like the first three years. I was just, and it was basically just like, I'm going to put this puzzle together here, you know. And, but I didn't, I didn't do like fancy.
fancy lipstick match and anything <laughs> like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, eventually I was able to start bringing on designers and all that. But when I first started, I pretty much tried to make it look like nylon for men. Back that was a magazine back then. And yeah, I, I totally blatantly ripped it off. I'll be honest. <laughs> Tried to put a little bit of a twist on it. It didn't come off. Uh, you know, I think I've told you about one of my first mistakes was I didn't print out a copy of it and proof it. And so I, I was like, this 14 point size font looks good on my screen. And then I got it, and like the letters were about half an inch large or something. Like literally, like my grandmother complimented me on how easy it was to read. <laughs> so, oh boy. You know, but but you learn from your mistakes, and I, I dropped yeah. it down a couple notches on the next one. But so, so yeah, like that was one of my big influences, and then I started just looking at other magazines because I, I love looking at magazines. What did what were you reading like, or did you read anything, or was it just kind of your general design background, or, or were there magazines that inspired you? Yeah, I guess I really wasn't inspired by anything, but <laughs> You're just that good. I, I'm just that. I'm just that good. Yeah. <laughs> I just was inspired by myself. So. Uh, what it really comes down to is just like problem solving, you know, and just making typesetting's everything. So just making it clean and making people like thinking about the reader and making sure it's cohesive and that you flow through the pages that you want to read it. And especially talking about like nylon and everything, like you get those magazines sometimes it's just oversaturated with images and quotes and so many things. You don't know where to start, so you put it down and you read it later, and then maybe you cut it out and make a Vision board, is that what they do now, right? So, um, that's what the kids do. A, a, liter kids do. Yeah. a literal Pinterest. A literal Pinterest. Yeah. Tangible <laughs> Pinterest, you know, back in the day. So Pinterest, yeah. but with actual things. Yeah. <laughs> Pinterest with pins. Yes, you pin. Yes. 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 Score extra points with thumbtacks on the vision board. But, yes. yeah, so just making it clean and making sure that the reader can spend time with it and know, know where to start, know where to end, and... Right. And I, I know with yeah. Parlor, you know, we talked about that. Like we wanted mm -hmm. it to be something because we're not just doing the publication and, and it might just be like once a year or something like that um, because it is this sort of um, the sort of physical representation of what can ideally be on the website or something like that. But we wanted mm -hmm. this to be a publication that you can keep, like that it would be on a bookshelf or something. And so yeah. it really has that beautiful kind of elevated quality of saying like, this is the stuff that's going on in Northwest Arkansas and the package is put together to take it seriously yeah. as well, um, which is great. And especially just letting like the, you know, articles speak for themselves and stand out alone and let the images stand out. But you wouldn't want to print off a Microsoft document and just read piles of text. But with the branding for Parlor, you know, you're going to walk into a certain place and realize that's Parlor. I'm going to pick it up. I know the branding. I know the colors. And I think the, um, the case in point with this is really um, a, another discussion point for all of us, I think, is like that importance of uh, collaboration, because that's what mm -hmm. we really have been talking about this whole time, I think. But, you know, because you wrote for you wrote for um, uh, Parlor Julia and then like we shared the designer and then I've written for Cody a whole lot. And um, I think it's I think that's to Marianne's point about Northwest Arkansas. Um, that's something that I, I really love about this place is that like you can pretty much just collaborate with anyone and I don't do anything alone so I think the whole like do it yourself implies that there's you know one person but it really should imply we are doing it right like um, there's always a we and like if I um, curate shows or organize things and I'm doing it um, I'm and I'm like a catalyst for it I still have a small group of people that anybody that wants to be involved, I want to let, I want to. And you can't create anything alone in that way. 
There's no I in DIY, <laughs> figuratively <laughs> speaking. Uh, so, well, yeah, one, one of the things uh, about doing the idol class for so long is it was never my job, just like y'all have day jobs. And so on that note, I've been checking the time, and I actually have to leave and go to my night job right now. Uh. So I am going to, all of you listeners at home, keep listening after this, but I'm going to thank everybody for coming out and thank all of you for listening. Thank you, Emily, for playing some tunes for us. Thank you, Dylan, for doing your thing. And thank you, Samantha, Dana, Before and you Julia. Leave, what's your favorite thing about Northwest Arkansas? That was your last question. The, oh, I got this one. It's yeah. the cinnamon rolls at Briar Rose. Oh. That's my favorite thing. Okay. Like, I could have called yeah. that one. Yeah, everybody knows. If you've <laughs> talked to me for five minutes, know you know dad. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 2 a.m. Hertz Donuts. <laughs> Man, I can't. I can have like one of those. Uh, are, we, are they sponsored? Yeah. <laughs> and I used to love the Diet Coke at Fuzzies, and now Fuzzies is gone. Yeah. R.I.P. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I was going to ask this. This is our sort of last question. What is what? What do you all love about Northwest Arkansas? And I do think mine is actually collaboration and being able to do it ourselves. Um, even though we all have to have day jobs. Even though like I'm taking this money, you know, that I get paid to publish this thing in uh, small batches, like, it still happened because it can happen. And I think that's my favorite thing. So maybe it's not a thing to advertise, but this is nice. You had the better <laughs> answer, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I had the tastier one. You were really into saying the, the cinnamon roll. Yeah, so. I love them. Yeah. yeah. What about y'all, too? So I um, am from a used to be small town that is now flourished and it's just it's out of control um busy all the time with just booming businesses so I always growing up and graduating high school and then going back and visiting from college it would always really bother me to run into people that I knew because I was like oh I thought I left this town and I like can't own it anymore and I'm over it but I love running into people that I know here and like working with people. So I guess it's like kind of collaboration, but in Northwest Arkansas, I love being somewhere and having someone be like, oh my God, the idol class, I loved the cover. This this was awesome. Or, oh my God, you're the girl in Rodeo Book Club. Or, you know, like the girl with the, the lipstick. The, one, the single girl <laughs> in improv comedy groups. Or, you know, running into old professors or old friends from college. Um, it's really magical because it just shows that there's a community here and it's a lot of the people I'm running into, like Wendy Love Edge is here tonight in the audience, and she's amazing, and I've worked with her not only doing open mic nights, but also just uh, my boyfriend has played music with her partner, and it's just been a, an amazing little community, but a little big community just full of the art world, and being a part of something that is growing, but also we can be in this intimate backspace, intimate being of just calling ourselves an art community and discussing the arts and these publications that we're creating has been a really important reason of why I've stayed even after college. So many people just leave after college and move on, but I really love being part of a community here. So, And I would say I, I love knowing people, but sometimes you just like want to get your tomatoes at the farmer's market and not see the same person <laughs> go in the circle of hell like you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, sometimes I'm just like, I know too much. I you don't know? want well, people to recognize me. I'm no. not even opening my curtain because yep. I'll probably know who's passing by the street. You know, like, but I love yeah. it. But there it's are like, those, mm. it, you love it. It's like a love-hate relationship where like yeah. I go back to my home Town and if I see someone that I went to high school with at Target, I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta, how, how's life? Are you yeah. still here? Or, yeah. you know, I, I live in Fayetteville now and I'm visiting my parents. <laughs> like, it's, I, I get it. But yeah. here it's like, 
oh, cool. Are you going to that thing on Thursday? Or yeah. how, how's your week been? You know, just yeah. kind of catching up. But there's so many sometimes ways. you just need to get yeah. get your stuff and go or do like online grocery pickup or something right. so you don't have to, to talk to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I love everybody. But if it happens that I say hi and buy to you in the farmer's market and then I see you again, I might hide because I have a thing where I can't double or pretend like you're on the phone just or FYI, something. That's, yeah. yeah. Like I'll, you might see me just whoop. Like, it's like <laughs> the extrovert, the ambivert you. thing, yeah. you know, I already said bye. Like, it's just weird. So I've, <laughs> I've literally hit another aisle yeah. to not say hi again to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just or just like sub nod them. I'm like we're aware. Okay, it's moving not on. It's personal, guys. So if you see me doing like this, like in the corner, not personal. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's like the best thing about this area too is that it's growing. So let's get bigger, so we don't have to run into the people that we knew now. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I'm from Salem Springs, and the best thing about this area for me, like I grew up 45 minutes away, and I used to drive to Springdale to go to Waffle House for fun because we didn't have a that was like movie the theater. Fun. That was like, like the cool yeah. kids did. And we didn't, you know, like downtown was dead and now Asylum Springs is cool. And, you know. Have you been back? Have you like been like, you're like, I need to go to the Springdale Waffle House and hang? I wish. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the day, you could smoke cigarettes in the Waffle House and now That's you can. So That's so Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So your favorite thing is the Springdale Waffle House. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about Northwest Arkansas is the spring. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, with the Back Springdale Waffle House. Backspace. Um, just that so much is growing here. There's so much potential here, and especially with working in Bentonville and going back and forth to the Fayetteville and that area. It's just we're like the simmering part of Arkansas, and I can't believe from driving to the Waffle House, you know, to Springdale and seeing all that. Like, there, there's so much growth here and there's so much potential and we have so much of the collaboration to get together and make something now and start something new instead of coming into a bigger city with all the competition, all the, you know, this and that and collaborating, coming together, especially with Northwest Arkansas and the homey, like, family, you know, non-competition, like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. all that. Sitting in a shed, talking about it. Sitting in a shed, yeah. talk about it. Two like publications out hanging over out and, and stuff. Here we go. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, any questions or comments from our lovely people over there, the audience? Yeah. Um, so, when you guys moves you want to go so our yeah the future is is great um and it's near uh our next issue that we're working on right now is the outdoors issue the great outdoors oh, is and that like the first one of those i think it might be yeah so we're doing some cool things we with the outdoors yeah we yeah. like nature we're we're <laughs> in the ozarks yeah. you know uh, we don't stay inside all the time just typing things uh, some of us go Some outside. of us some might. Of us have to do that a lot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's the outdoors issue followed by, we already have all of our issues planned out, so it'll be followed by the visual arts issue, which is a recurring issue because it is so important. If we didn't have a visual arts issue, it we, it, we wouldn't exist. Um, and then after that, 
will be the food and drink issue, which I am so stoked about because I love food. And Pretty shit soup here. You know, <laughs> yeah, like include Waffle House. Yeah, and we're table. especially now like cinnamon rolls. Get, <laughs> get all the food trucks. Hurts yeah, Donuts, like, that was sponsored. I think that yeah. just will do like a nice little rendering of the Springdale Waffle House, like have a little drawing <laughs> yeah, of it. it. <laughs> oh, it'll be great. So yeah, but our next issue that is coming this summer in June specifically is the outdoors issue, so. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, it'll yeah. be when people can hop outdoors. Hop outdoors, hot, read it. Yeah. yeah. Read it by the pool or um, by in a hammock. <laughs> or, you know, in, in, a, in a tent in the forest, <laughs> having a beer. You know, I'm just going to think of all the outdoors. Like, walking down the sidewalk. Like Dr. Seuss, all the places yeah. you can read the auto class. Where the sidewalk <laughs> ends with, yeah. you know, Shell, you our can friend. Read it side, yeah. So, you can read it you know, on the bus. On vacation. You can read it. And a plane, yeah. on a train, <laughs> whatever. Bikes, blues, and barbecue later. I don't know. That's in September. Whatever. And yours is every what three months? Oh uh, yeah, it's about? it's quarterly basically. Okay. So we have yeah. four issues a year. Yeah. So I'm not good at math either. I was like quarterly. Yes, quarterly. Okay. Yeah, three every we, three you said every three that months thing. and math and <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So for for us, and we're still working on stuff together. Um, and I think our next move is to try to get a website up and running, um, so that anyone can sort of submit. And it is a more open process. This first one was really just like, I wanted it to be. Um, I wanted the selections to be really diverse. I wanted to show that people could write about activist fashion, or they could write about um, graphic design, or we could have comics, and then we can have these like moments where we really showcase an artist who is being um, thinking critically about our community. And so I wanted that to sort of almost be like its own advertisement of what you can do, and that is really the beginning of a jumping-off point. And so um, I, I want to do the website, and then. Um, Potentially also making this a space, um, making Parlor an entity that can also be um, a sort of group curatorial kind of thing. So um, working on, uh, surprise, surprise, an exhibition about home and places. Um, and so Parlor is the perfect uh, vehicle for that. And so more to come on that because i got to sign some stuff and make sure I can actually do it. Um, but uh, I... I want to I want to really talk about also what our artists are doing in the community and really elevate them as well in a physical um, in a physical environment and really talking about um, domestic space and the problems that we have with it right now too um, and so so I think that it it can be an entity that lives in that space it can be a, it can be a magazine or a publication and it can be a website and it can be this so it can be these discussions it can be anything guys. Come get, mm -hmm. yeah. get in touch with me. Give me ideas. And uh, while you're <laughs> gathering your ideas and um, sitting a spell with Parlor and figuring out oh, what all you want to... Oh, I got you, girl. Thanks. I got you. I love it. <laughs> um, while you're doing that, we are also taking photo and visual submissions for the outdoors issue. So we don't just want a bunch of like very uh, typical Instagram photos of you doing a peace sign at Devil's Den or Hawksville Craig or whatever. Um, <laughs> those are great. Those are lovely when you first move here if you've never been here, but we are really looking for some unique and experimental shots. So this could be like drone shots or just anything um, that isn't what you would expect to see. Because uh, we, <laughs> we really want to have a visual like celebrating the outdoors we should look at it and while you're, you know, go outside and take these photos or draw or paint, whatever you want to do, um, so you can 
submit to all of all of the publications. Uh, join all yeah, of us. Join all of us. Up join here. our it, side. This could be you. <laughs> yes. Sit a spell. Celebrate the arts. Let's yep. do it together because that's yep. what it's about. Yep. So. Great. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Get with us to discuss more because we're open. We love collaboration, yes. as we talked about. And uh, Dana, Julia, thanks for coming to the space. Yay. Thanks. Cody. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, yeah. Cody. Cody, his thank hat. you. He'll tip um, his hat to you. And we're going to have Emily here play us out with a few songs. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. You walk around with your head in the clouds. You don't even know that this song is about you. Don't you, don't you, don't you. Like you don't even notice what's right in front of your face. And all of the bridges you're burning that can't ever be replaced. What are you stupid? What are you done? Did you think you could walk around doing whatever you want? What are you crazy? Maybe just a little self-absorbed. You gotta be kidding me You couldn't possibly be that serious How did I end up with someone like you? You're oblivious to the pain that you're putting me through Sabotage everything and you don't know What it means to love and it means to grow And show that you are trying to I just can't understand the reasons why Maybe I'm oblivious to my role in this crime What am I, stupid? 